They don't care about your 900 years of combined experience or your wall of books. They only want to know one thing. Once they've signed on the dotted line, are you going to take care of them? Welcome to the Judge Shaw way, where we believe providing an exceptional client experience is just as important as quality legal representation. From secret tips for creating unforgettable wow moments to proven customer service pointers, the Judge Shaw way is everything you need to go from being a good lawyer to owning a great brand. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Judge Shaw. Here with me, Keith Mitnick, Senior Trial Attorney for America's largest injury law firm, Morgan & Morgan. Keith isn't just one of Florida's most prolific trial attorneys. He's one of the most renowned litigators in America. Famous for his winning opening statements, high-profile celebrity cases, and ability to reach the hearts of even the toughest juries, Keith has earned his reputation as the star litigator in the country. Keith, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. I read where you grew up, the game of football in your close-knit town, yep. right, was the only game, was the only show in town. And, um, and in fact, I think you referred to football as your identity. I'll tell you what it, what it meant to me is I think it gave me an edge. Guys that are in the Marines, and I was not, and I hear them talk, or in any branch of military, they go through such grueling, grueling stuff to be part of the team. And football's the same kind of thing. And you may not be doing something for the whole country, but it feels like it to your little town. So you work hard, you work for a team, you kill yourself in two a days, it's hot, everything hurts, you're bruised up and you just keep going. And it teaches you a kind of mental toughness of how far you can push yourself. And I always feel in a trial, because you know trials are are brutal, and it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm tired, and I've been working hard for a week, and I want to go to bed so bad, but I know I need to do a little bit more to be ready for tomorrow. And I know my ass is staying up and getting it done. And I think it comes from that. I don't know if I'd have had that, but suffering through that kind of for the good of the whole. And I always look across at the other guy or the other lady, and I think if you haven't been through something similar, you're going to bed and tomorrow I'm going to get your ass. Mm. So I think it gives you an edge. I read your good friend John Morgan's book, You Can't Teach Hungry, You Can't Teach Vision, amazing books on the principle of growing and running a law firm, but you have to win the cases too, right? And that's what led me to read your first book, Don't Eat the Bruises. Uh, I think it was published in 2016. Yeah, that sounds about right. What led you to write it? Well, I had wanted to write it. I have a unique job in that I'm, I, I no longer work cases up. I paid my dues. I worked a lot of cases up over the years. But I don't, and I have them for years, I just try them. And it's a different perspective when you live in the courtroom than, because what happens is you go to trial and you have all these great ideas that come out of it for the next trial, but the next trial is a year, year and a half later and things get forgotten and lost because I'm out there sometimes every week, but certainly every month, every two weeks in trial. When I have a thought, I get to try it out. And the good ones I keep, the ones that didn't work, I throw out. And I started amassing a lot of keepers. And I really believed I was so fortunate to have a great mentor. And it would not, I wouldn't be where I am, but for the person who taught me. And I thought not everybody has that opportunity. Mm. And I have a unique opportunity to try things, and I'm a natural thinker. And I thought, I got to share these with as many people as I can to kind of play it forward. Whether they're young and you're kind of a mentor, or they're older, more experienced, but they aren't in the courtroom as frequently as I am. And I thought, I want to get it out. 
And so I was accumulated all with the idea of writing a book, but I had no idea how to get a book published. I was going to do that when I finished the book. I hadn't gotten there yet. And I get a phone call out of the blue from Rick Friedman. And I didn't know Rick at the time. And I, the phone rings, say, hey, this is Rick Friedman. I didn't put two and two together. I'm in Orlando. You know, he's out in Seattle. And, and I said, hey, Rick, like I knew who it was. I, you know, I was just faking it because I didn't want to be rude because they act like they knew me. Hey. And he goes, listen, I've been listening to your stuff and seminars, and I really think you ought to write a book. Trial guides need some fresh people so it isn't just the same folks all the time writing. And I'd love to hook you up with the owner of, in, in, of the publisher. And I said, this is Rick Friedman, Rules of the Road. And he goes, yeah, I thought you knew. And we laughed. And, and since then, he and I are friends. I count him on my hand as someone I would, if he said, I need help tomorrow, I'd be on a plane tomorrow. But he opened the door, hooked me up um, with trial guides. And Aaron at Trial Guides, who's a fabulous guy and a great trial lawyer in his own right, and that's where it came from. You know, I found that book to be that there are like these go-to arguments that the defense counsel will use against you. And what was so helpful is in that in the jury, right, that the, the defense is going down that way. And they're talking about your client. They don't look that painful, right? They, they don't look like that. How are they hurt? They're not deserve of this kind of money. And, uh, and then you go, wait, I, I've heard this before. Now I have something to counter that, right? And, that, and that's the, the, the book of these, they're like strategies to go against these common things that the defense is using, yeah? Dead on, that, that, that you, you are very astute. The whole idea is because I'm in there so much, we all know it's repetitive. You go try three in a row in a month and you'll see just how repetitive it is. And I sit there in the courtroom and go, well, this is not even a fair position. But I'm watching it work. Right. And I thought, okay, if we're right and they're wrong, there is a way to stop it. And so, and I am, I'm not good at a whole lot of things, but I'm a good strategist. So I would look at it, think about it, and I'd say, I know how to shut that down. And now suddenly I'm shutting down all of their stuff. So I decided I don't want it to just be one-off strategies because they're hard to remember. They're hard to reuse. I want to make it a cohesive system that you can drop down in any case any lawyer and make a difference. And so that's where the whole, I learned and learned and pieced and pieced. And then I decided, I don't want a bunch of threads. I want, I want a tapestry. And I really believe, I always say this about most defense lawyers. Sometimes I face a defense lawyers very good on their feet. Most of them are good presenters, but they're painting by numbers. Right. And if you can knock them off of what they're used to, they're lost. And I always say the best trial lawyers don't paint by numbers they freehand masterpieces. It's the art of outsmarting, the fun part that sets you apart. Right. I have to tell you, I, I have a favorite. And I, I, I've always, I mean, I'm so grateful. I'm here in the presence of a legend, really. <laughs> well, I appreciate and, it. And um, belittling pain. It's just, it was one of my favorites. It just made so much sense to me. Where did you come up with that? Sitting in a damn courtroom. And I'm thinking, you know what? Why is they're showing a surveillance that doesn't show my client doing a single thing different than what he said? They're showing Facebook posts, smiling and having fun in life. And you're cringing because why? And I sat there and thought, why am I cringing? It's not fair. And why is the jury taking notes? It's not fair. And it dawned on me because they're creating a false argument. It's called a straw man argument. They say, if he doesn't look hurt, he must not be hurt. But it's a straw man argument because they're right. He doesn't look hurt. They're going to win it all day, but it's not the right argument. It's a hollow argument. 
this is not the kind of injury that you can assess from looking at it on the outside. But guess what? So is having clogged arteries that could kill you. It doesn't make it less serious. It just means if I'm going to assess it, I've got to assess it from an internal perspective, and I've got to assess it from looking at kind of the big picture of circumstances. Now, if he didn't have the pain before, he gets in the crash and it starts, and it never goes away. And I got an MRI that shows it, and MRIs don't lie, and the jury can see it with their own eyes. Who gives a damn that he still smiles? No one said this injury, and that's why I talk about things like this isn't cane pain. It's pilot-like pain. And suddenly, jurors are going, oh. And as soon as you teach the jury that's proving nothing. It doesn't mean he's not hurt. It means they're trying a different case. They're trying a wheelchair case. Right. This isn't a wheelchair case. Right. And once that light went on, the whole thing about putting an end to belittling pain, belittling pain started coming to me in waves. And I, I just was giddy because I thought, never again are, I'm going to let you have that work. Right. And it's the simplicity almost of it too, right? The crink in the neck. The hallelujah. There's no hallelujah for that client. It just made so much sense You have sense been reading me. my stuff. Uh, yes, I <laughs> well, am. you know why that hallelujah works so good? Yeah. Uh, this is the underlying. I'm big on, I love to teach people new systems and things and strategies. What I really love is them to understand why, how I came up with them, why. Because then they can expand this and send me an email. I get them all the time. I came up with so-and-so and I use them. So once you learn wow. kind of the underlying process I use to come up with it, now the sky's the limit. So what is the underlying process for that? The idea was, I want, we know we can't golden rule. We can't say, what if it was you? Mm -hmm. Analogies are a thing of beauty because analogies allow you to permissibly, legally use what is kind of a golden rule because the whole purpose of analogy is to give an example of something someone's done themselves so they can understand it. But defense uses it, judges use it, so there's nothing wrong with it. Right. So the minute you go through that crick in the neck story, every juror is going to have had it happen. Yeah. And every juror is going to relate with, you know what? That sounds like a petty thing, your neck hurt a little. It was driving me batty. It was putting me in a bad mood. When it got to day three, I couldn't take it. And then yep. when I got to day four and it was gone, it was hallelujah. Right. Now, when suddenly you tell that story, jurors relate, I lived through it, and they go, this is a big deal. And then you make the final distinction. My client will never have a hallelujah forever. Now they're going, what if it never went away? And the last piece is, and this didn't come because they slept wrong. This came because someone thrust it in their life unnaturally by no fault of their own. He was minding his own business on the road, and someone who was being dangerous and unsafe rammed him and changed it this way forever. Now jurors think, you know what? That didn't go away in three days. It was forever, and someone hit me and didn't. It is a big, big deal. And now suddenly the idea, oh, so you heard get out violins and hankies. Big deal. People relate, and how did they relate? From a personal experience. Right. That's all that was. I sat around on my back porch thinking, what is an example everyone will get where they understand pain takes in little teensy pieces, but over time takes a lot. And I was laying there thinking, well, I remember the last time I slept wrong. And I went, wow. That's it. That's it. It's so true. I I think that's the only pain I'd never want to have again. You don't want to That or your back. And the way you describe it with driving to work or going to work, you know, I, I pulled my back out and I went to work. And I mean, just a centimeter was killing, right? But who am I complaining to? No one knew. They'd have thought you were a baby if you said, I hurt her. And no, you know what else you didn't do? You didn't call in sick. Right. 
So it's the same thing. I didn't go you to the doctor. Do anything. Just because no. it's not that kind of hurt. But if it didn't go away and you're rolling up on three weeks, you'd have been at the damn doctor's office because you oh, could yeah. be bothering you. Yeah. And so, yeah, it doesn't interfere so much with the doing as with the experience of doing. But that brings to life how pain has a profound impact on the experience of doing. Now we can look at them, see them fine, see them on the surveillance, see them here. And all that is there's nothing inconsistent. You can't see what's going on inside, but you don't have to take their word for it because we're going to show it to you with MRIs. Doctors are going to felt muscle spasms. The proof's there. And unless you think this guy's the biggest phony or this lady's the biggest phony in the world, and after they meet him, hopefully they don't think that, then they've gone through all this treatment that they didn't go through before. you got to be kidding me. Of course it's real. And that was also another part of the don't eat the bruise, right, which is the experience part of it. They're like, well, uh, Jimmy was at the movie theater or Jimmy. Okay, but. He didn't have the same experience. He can't sit there. He's all ties. He's Look, not I just tried. I, I tried a case. I say just. Time goes so fast. It's probably been two years ago. Matt Morgan, I tried a case, and we got a six point four million dollar verdict on a herniated disc case with a guy that had the percutaneous disc surgery. Yeah, disectomy. And disectomy with no, no no hardware, and everyone's saying, "Oh, the case isn't worth much." He was a young guy. They had all of this. They had social media. He was a big rower. They were blaming his problems. It was low back. They were blaming on he's a rower, and he's been a competitive rower, and, and that's very – and they had a doctor talking about how that just wears the backs out. And after the injury, they got him winning medals, holding the canoe over the, – the rowboat over his head with four people. They got him on surveillance, taking up two 12-packs of beer under one arm, getting him out of the booze store and putting him in his trunk. And, and just and, – and a must have been 30 pictures of him holding up glasses, you know, cheering. He's a young guy, and they're out yeah. drinking, having a good time. But you know what? And, and so it looks like he's not hurt. I told people, I said, you know, see all those buddies in those pictures? See all those friends? They're all the same age. How many of them do you think have to get their nerves burned in their back in 28 years old so they can go out and smile and laugh and have fun? Right. How many of you think? And they objected, speculative. It didn't matter. The jury got it. It's like. Nobody said he can't smile for the rest of his life or go on. Nobody said he can't row a rowboat. But the difference is now he's on ice on the car on the ride home in yeah. a heating pad when he gets home to lay on it. Yeah. And he's getting on with life. He's not. what. And I always say, what would they have said if he was just laying around moaning and not rowing his boat? Right. What uh, would we hear then? Fake. fake. He's faking it. So he's going <laughs> on his life. And look, we respect people who buck up, don't give up. And they're trying to turn it in. There's something to hold against them. Now you see why we need you. Yeah. You and Matt have been crushing it in some of these, oh, even yeah. in some counties. That, uh, just I hate to say this out loud because we're going to lose one. But Matt and I, have, I, I don't believe Matt and I have ever tried one that we didn't get a million dollar verdict on. I don't know what it is. I, I love trying. He's, he is such a young star. He he's, ain't young anymore. He's, he's a full-grown man now. But I, I'm just because I'm 63, everybody's young. He, he's a, he's, he a, is he's really, the rising star. He's you know, the next legend. You know what makes makes Matt at his core? He's really smart. He's got his dad's yeah. smarts. Yeah. He can convert him to practical just like his dad. Yeah. But I'll tell you what his real gift is. He has some of the most sincere, obvious empathy of anyone I've ever seen. Mm. You walk around with him in and out of court. People stop him because they see him in ads. He's like a little star. I don't care if it's someone homeless. I don't care if it's a deputy here. I don't care if it's lunch, stranger, anyone stops. He stops and he talks, and it's not a put-on. You can see him immediately interested in what they're telling him in their lives. He is a really empathetic, big-hearted guy. And, I, and 
when you get around them, you feel it. And I think yeah. jurors feel it. I had the privilege. Of he also him trained once. with some pretty good people. Uh, under Panish. one wing, he had Panis, <laughs> right. and under the other, he had me. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and then he's got his dad, who's whose dad that comes up with some of the greatest sayings for trials ever. By the way, John Morgan tried cases was very good. He just was drawn to the entrepreneur side more. If he'd have stayed in in the trial business, he'd have been maybe the best of all Great, time. Greatest storyteller. Great oh storyteller. Can he tell a story? He is. But I had the privilege of, when I met Matt. I remember I met I met him at New York at a TWA hotel. Yeah. And uh, I approached him, and likewise, thinking you know, star. He's you know, he's mm. one of the keynote speakers at this event. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go and ask him about this case that I have. What his thoughts? And he stopped there, and he was with his gorgeous wife. And I was there on that trip. And we yeah, went to dinner. Uh huh. And he says to me. Let me give you my email and send me the case. Let me take a look at it. And I'm saying, okay, this is going to come back undelivered. This is like meeting a girl at a bar with a fake number or something, right? And no, he he, he was he just he's just and he's great. not doing it. So someday you'll send him a case. He's doing it because that's who he is. He is just a he's just a the, all their boys. By the way, every one of every, people say, oh, they grew up John Morgan, all that money. They're all spoiled. You know, the boys are the opposite yeah. of spoiled. He yeah. is hard on them. He pushes them. He didn't give them anything for nothing. They earn every bit of it. Every one of them in their own way are, are exceptional. Yeah. Exceptional. So in uh, 2021, you um, published the next one yeah. in Deeper Cuts. And I, when I read Deeper Cuts, I read a lot of Don't Eat the Bruises. I could, I could read some of that strategy coming out. But what I got from it, it was like you took the next level, the process of how you go into trying cases. What, how, Dude, how'd you I'll write tell that you book? What, I, I, I've never seen you in a courtroom. I guarantee you're good in a courtroom because <laughs> you, you, you're, you're getting to the root of it quickly. That's exactly my goal. There were new, new strategies in there. There was a whole section on med mal that mm-hmm. I, hadn't, I, I hadn't written on before, and I do a lot of med mal cases that I, I love. That. I get a lot of people like it. It's a helpful section. I covered damages in a way I hadn't before. So there, there were things in there that were just taking don't eat the bruises systems to the next level. I'd, I'd say people, don't say I'm going to get the new one and skip the old one. It's like the mainframe, and this is an update that takes it to the next level. However, at its core, if I had to define it, you just defined it. I decided with all the speaking I do and the feedback that I get from people that the, the best gift I could leave for anyone that will make me smile in my heart when I'm laying on my deathbed will not be an individual strategy or even a system of strategies that intertwine, but the thought process that led to the creation of them because then people, if you really understood why I did it and you liked it, then it's mm. very easy to adapt it to your style and change it. Next thing, it, it's, I, I think of it like you hear somebody, some um, rock star, you know, like Bon Jovi or somebody, and they say, who's your influence is Bob Dylan. You go, what the hell? It doesn't sound anything like Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. But it's in there. So my goal is I want you to know the creative process. And someday I hope what you're doing doesn't look very much like what I did. But I'm going to be that influence that was the root. And you took it to the next level. Because I believe we just keep passing the torch forward. Yeah. And I'd love nothing more when I'm older to look back and say, these, some of these people that I passed it on to have taken the level I never did. And that makes me proud to see them because we're all fighting the same enemy, which is injustice. We're all fighting for a common cause. Boy, have you paid it for it, Keith. You really have. Uh, tell, I mean, if, if you're a trial attorney out there 
and you have not gotten these books, you are really, to me, you're shorting your client. That's what you're doing. Where do we find these books? Go to Trial Guides. The first one, Don't Eat the Bruises, you can use a discount code that is um, Mitnick Morgan 5. And by the way, if you don't have the spelling, Mitnick doesn't have a C like the first name Nick. It's just M-I-T-N-I-K. Mitnick Morgan 5 at Trial Guides. The first one has a discount on it. The, the new one doesn't. And I apologize, they're not cheap, but that Trial Guides does a service nobody else does. It's a small operation. They're not making a bunch of money. They got a charge or they got a charge or they're, they're going to close the door. So bear with them. It, it, it's a, they put out the best books out there. Well, the content in the book is, uh, I, I think, valuable and worth the price. Well, I appreciate it. And one more thing just before we go. For those of you that, in, in addition, I would suggest you get the books. And the reason is, I'm not out pimping the books. They, they're bestsellers, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't make a lot of money off them. Mm-hmm. So it's not buy them so I'm not embarrassed no one bought it. I was worried with the first book that could happen. Thank goodness it didn't. The reason I'd say it is because I always talk to people, and I go, good gosh, I, I didn't tell them this, and I didn't believe this. And, and I, it bothers me because I feel like there was so much more I could have done in the period of time. It gives me peace of mind to know you got all my good stuff there. But the most recent good stuff that I try to keep updating until the third book comes someday is you can go to, uh, if you email me at Keith, at kmitnick at forthepeople.com. It's F-O-R, not the number four. So K-M-I-T-N-I-K at forthepeople.com. And if you would please include my assistant, Mary Arnold, and it's just M Arnold at forthepeople.com and say, I'd like to be on your list, sir. I get, it doesn't cost anything. I don't get anything out of it. What I do do is I send out the hottest, newest stuff that I come out in the last trial or so. As soon as I get a break, I type them up in a short one, two, no more than three pages I call at home but not alone brushstrokes, and I send those out. And I'm up to like 53 of them, if, and I'll catch you up if you don't have them. Just say, if you don't mind, send me the one, and then you'll be on the list going forward. And the other is if you go to my I have a website that mm-hmm. is keithmitnick.com. That one is kmitnick at forthepeople.com, which is email address. This is a, a keithmitnick.com. I also have audio podcasts that are little 15-minute strategy stuff that, again, it, no, no cost. But you can click on those, and people like to listen to them in their car and stuff because it's quick down and dirty. There's a couple of DVDs as well, DVDs, audibles. guys. Yeah. And they did do for people that I suffered through this. The the trial guides asked me to read the book. They said, we want to do an audio book. We'll get a professional reader if you want. We'd rather you do it. And I thought, I don't know anyone. They won't know what to emphasize and not. It's just too personal. So I stood in a studio for three or four days. I mean, hours on end with a little 15 minutes, just reading it. It was brutal. Um, <laughs> and then I did it again for the second book. But I'm glad I did because... Um, because I just don't know that somebody that was a professional reader would know yeah. what they were. Yeah. If you emphasize this and not that, the meeting changes yeah. on some of it. That's right. So anyhow, they are out there on trial guides in an in a, uh, audio version. And, and Mary's wonderful. I emailed her, and she actually emailed me the belittling pain uh, brush yeah. stroke. Yeah, people, that was an, people, I get all the time from some other podcasts. Um, someone will say, do you mind sending me, you mentioned the um, putting an end to belittling pain memo. And I always say, yes, here it is. But please consider getting deeper cuts because that was the kernel when I first started developing. It's gone so far beyond that since then. Yeah, it really does take it to that next level, that strategy. All right, so what's what's next for the legend? What's next? I'm going to keep trying cases. Uh I'm going to 
maybe write another book. I got plenty of ideas cooking. I'm not ready yet, but I'm going to try cases. And every time I have an idea that works, I'm going to pass it on. Keith Bitnick, thank you so very much for coming on my show. I am incredibly grateful. I am grateful you had me. Thanks again. Are you ready to take the next step to creating an unforgettable brand? Subscribe to The Judge Shaw Way in your favorite podcast app and join the conversation on social media at Judge Shaw Injury Law. Have topic suggestions or questions? Email us at podcast at judshawinjurylaw.com and be sure to include an address where we can send you some cool swag. Attorney advertising materials. This podcast is designed for general information purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be taken as legal advice for an individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create and viewing does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No aspect of this advertisement has been approved by the Supreme Court. Any results set forth herein are based upon the facts of that particular case and do not represent a promise or guarantee. Those with legal questions should seek the advice of an attorney.